We are back, people, finally. Um, after a long summer waiting for the Premier League football to return, football indeed is back. Um, but there was some light at the end of the tunnel. They brought it home, um, finally, after some despair last summer um, with the men. But, yeah, we'll be discussing that shortly. Um, we're going to be giving our predictions um, for next season. The best signing, the new, um, out of all the new signings, the worst overachievers, underachievers, and much more. Um, but to do that, as you can see, I've got a big panel with me today. I don't know what's going on because Sam Miller is finally back with us. So, you know, something must be going on around the room. Um, I'm waiting for pigs to start flying over the con uh, conservatory, to be honest. But I'll go to you first, mate. It's been a while. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. It's been it's been a good summer, isn't it, really? A couple of transfers for the Arsenal looking good. And obviously, with the Lionesses going well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the season. That's it, son. That's it. I can't wait to get the Arsenal shirt back on, to be honest. Do need to order the new one. And we've got a new face to the pod as well. I can see him shaking his head. Um, Dale, it's good to have you with us this season. Uh, a Liverpool fan, obviously. So, Leeds probably happy there to have someone on his side, especially after the That's weekend. But... Yeah, um, I don't think you'll need it to release the way you're looking, but how are you doing, Dale? Are you okay? I'm good, mate. Looking forward to it as well. I need someone to vent football with because uh, I'm pretty sure the missus and the kids are fed up with me uh, talking to them about it when they ain't got no interest in it whatsoever. So it's good to have uh, good to have some friends to chat with, I think. That's going to be my uh, thing I look forward to the most, being able to vent when... Uh, the decisions go against us. That's going to be uh, nice. Hundred um, percent. Things like VAR and stuff as well. You know, there's something's always going uh, the opposite to the direction we want it to. But um, yeah, we'll we'll carry on very very quickly because I know we have got a lot to get into. Lee, how are you doing, mate? You okay? Good to be back on. Stupendous, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah, going for a bit of potty training with a little in at the moment, so that's carnage as always. But you know, it is what it is. We move. And Chris. Of course, bon, there's no panel. Buongiorno. How are you? Buongiorno. I am wonderful. What, I know we didn't do much at the end of the season, but what an end of the season it was. Yeah. The Italian, the Italian champions. I was partying I, I, for I many, many, many days. Arsenal didn't get top four. Right. We're going to squash that because like Sam said, we're on the up. Things are looking good. Um, but I do want to start with what the women have done this summer, um, because obviously it's exceptional. We needed a lift. Uh, we needed something to lift the gloom. You know, last season we had a great summer full of beer, full of hope, and then we bottled it. And then this summer, all the pressure was on the ladies because we were favourites from the get-go, which is not often with England, um, but it being our home nation and the good team that we had. It came home. Football came home. I'll put my piece on it. Uh, and then I'll go around the room for a quick reaction, as I know there's plenty to to go into in, with the new season coming on Friday. Um, but the thing is with this, I say lift in the gloom. It didn't just do that. Uh, it was more about a legacy. It wasn't just bringing the nation together again. It was about setting a bigger a bigger statement for the women's game. Obviously, with Lee, Sam, you know, we've had her game too on um, the channel. I think twice now at least. And I just remember going back to those conversations where women's football wasn't a, a big thing. You know, no one watched it. And they were there trying to get all these clubs on board and trying to make their statement made and show people what it's worth. This couldn't have been a better way to do it. England winning the trophy. But, I, I mean, I, actually, I'll go I'll go to you, Sam, because I know you were watching. I saw 
you and your partner were watching on, on Sunday. What what did you make of the, the tournament and the performance so far? And has it changed your your view on the women's game at all? It's definitely opened up my eyes to to show that it was a lot more competitive than, you know, than a lot of people have been saying to me. Um, I've always kept an eye on it a little bit with the Arsenal, um, you know, like Medina and all that lot. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I watched it pretty much from the group stages onwards and I thought, it was really exciting. I even tried to get tickets to the final at the end, like everyone else rushing, trying to get I them. failed uh, miserably, I imagine. Yeah, mate. <laughs> didn't even get off the loading screen at all. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. just... But, yeah, no, I think they've done everyone proud. And hopefully, like you said, with the Hurt Game 2 movement and stuff, that it brings a lot more audiences in for that. I, mean, I think even I'm going to consider going to some WSL games this year. Be, 100%. Um, and we've asked this on our doorstep as well. So, it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for me... The way I see it, like the some of the stuff Ian Wright was saying just baffled me completely in terms of like how a few years ago they were begging stadiums to let them play there and they were saying no. Now look, Wembley full with eighty seven thousand people. I'm sure people are swallowing their words definitely. Um like they were dealing with crumbs. I think this is gonna take them take them to the to the big pie. But hopefully, hopefully, you know, it, it's just a start of what means to go on. Um some of the performances as well, like the composure. Look at Leo. Look at Leo Williamson. I've never seen a captain like that. If someone says to me, "November, who are you having? Who's captain in England?" I'm having her all day. That slabhead can stay at home. He can eat. <laughs> he, he can do whatever he wants to. Um, but yeah, congrats to the Lionesses because it is a massive achievement. Um, and so many, you know, so many composed players there. Ella Toon. If I ever see someone back hill and nutmeg in a semi final ever again, then God help us um but yeah big up to alicia russo i do want to go on um around the room and see if anyone else only has any thoughts and then i'd want to get cracking with the season because obviously arsenal playing friday liverpool won the community shield we've got to get into that um but dale what did you make of the lionesses winning on sunday afternoon and do you think that this will create the changes that ian wright and alex scott are hoping for there to be um in the future I think so, mate. I think it's going to be good for everybody, isn't it? I think you can see from the amount of people that watched it, um, not just in the stadium, but the people at home as well. I mean, I watched it with the missus and the kids and they would never watch football with me, but we decided to put it on and we watched it. I didn't watch a lot of the second half, to be honest. It was busy cooking dinner and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was good. And it obviously, the younger generation is what it was going to benefit the most, I think. And also, like you say, it brings money. At the end of the day, money is going to be the thing that takes it to the next level and selling out Wembley for all right, a one-off game, a big game. But let's hope that it does bring more finance to them and good luck to them. Um, the quality's definitely improved from when I saw it, you know, the last Euros and the last World Cup. It, it's getting better and better. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, 100%. Um, they're such young players as well, like Ella Toon, 22 years old, scoring in court, like scoring in these type of games for your country just must be absolutely incredible and it's just their part-time job some of them um but yeah i mean i'm all for it um we'll, we'll move on because i know we got to talk to, to liverpool as well obviously they did play at the weekend there was some other competitive football back and i'm going to jump straight to you lynn and i'll go back today i'll be in the the liverpool fans on the on the show um lee i know you was quite um quite Let's just say steaming is pretty pretty much the best way to put it on on Saturday. But what what was your reaction to the game and and what did you make of the performance from Liverpool against Manchester City? Uh, yeah, outstanding to be honest. I could not have been happier with it. 
Um, obviously, I was pretty apprehensive for the game. I didn't have a as favourites to win it at all. Um, I think, as you saw in my comments during the game, I was calling Nunez Andy Carroll before we come on. Um, <laughs> uh, but just, most of the players were, apart from the goal we conceded, were pretty spot on. I think if we had Alisson in goal instead of that, instead of Adrian, um, we might not have conceded. Uh, right from the start, we've sort of put City under pressure. We dominated the ball. Um, just, yeah, look sharp, look sharp, comfortable, controlled, um, kept them at bay. Yeah, look good. It's all promising. It's just, it's just, I think it's just, it's a good sign of intent and just, just whether we can do that consistently throughout the season. Yeah, I think, I think that is the main thing. Like, it's, a, it's a good, it's a good start claiming the trophy. Um, and obviously beating City, who we know have been your le- your rivals in the league for several seasons now. Um, but Dale, what was your thoughts on Darwin Nunes? Obviously, there was one game in the preseason where I saw people making out as if he was the you know the worst player to ever come aboard. And I mean, I, I just thought, look, calm down. It's preseason. Having said that, when we get into Arsenal, I'm all for the form that Jesus is in. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm completely contradicting myself here. But what's your thoughts on Darwin Nunes? Who scores more? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as confident uh, as you. Two Arsenal but... boys, two Liverpool boys. Let's have it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dale. What was your thoughts on on Darwin Nunes on on Saturday? I think I think he looked good when he came on. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. He only had what 25 minutes, half an hour. He looked lively. He looked when I watched him in pre-season, the first couple of games where we was having all the the videos going around of him missing chances in the warm up, and he was having a few. He just looked like. He needed a goal just to kind of settle his nerves a little bit. And I think when he got the, the penalty against um, Leipzig, you can see straight away from the, the second he put it in, and the goal he should have saved that as well, to be fair. But the yeah. second he put it in, you could just see it, the, the the weight was off his shoulders and he just looked free. And then he went on and got, obviously, the four, again, some questionable goalkeeping for them four goals. But you can just see it gave him the confidence. And I think all the pressure was on Haaland for that game. Because everyone's yeah. expecting Haaland to just come in and like everyone thinks that City are just going to run away with it. He's going to score 40 goals and everything's going to be, you know, everyone else might as well not bother turning up. And I think just to get that little psychological edge over him that he come on and he, and he all right, the game was, was effectively won when he scored. But when he came on, he looked lively. I like the way that now we have a second option, which is put going long. I think when you see us play long before, it's always a diagonal ball to, to Salah or Mane. And I think now it gives us more of a threat through the middle where we can play it up to him. He looks like he's strong. He looks like he's got good hold-up play. He does. His first touch was a bit off, and I think it's something that he'll work on. But I think he's just going to be a confidence player. And I don't necessarily think he's going to start every game. I think mm. you'll probably find against Fulham, he'll probably be on the bench again. And I think yeah. he could end up being, you know, it might be even, you know, up until just before the, the we break for the World Cup, before we actually start seeing him starting, I think it, I think Klopp's got a history of putting people in when they're ready, rather than just throwing them in. We've got Firmino. I know that Jot is injured, and how long he's going to be out for, but I don't see him starting every game. I think he'll start one, then he'll be on the bench for a couple, then he'll come in and start one. I think that's how they'll work with him. But look, let's face it: a goal on your debut, you win a, a big fifty p. It's uh it can't really get much better than that. And he, he looks good. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, 100%. I like your comment on the Haaland thing as well. Because like people are jumping so overboard. Um, he missed a really poor chance, to be honest. Um, I mean, I went... Yeah, a couple. I, I'm trying not to be 
because I don't like people saying, oh, you know, Haaland's a flop because we all know he's not going to be. He's going to succeed in this league. I, I would I would bet my arm on it. Um, it's just the fact that he's used to a different style of play and Manchester City are not used to having a striker of, of, of his calibre. He's completely different. To what, they've been playing with a false nine all season. Grealish has been there a couple of times. Foden has played there. Sterling was there a couple of times. And, and now they've got to get used to this, you know, player that's scored for fun in, in the German league. And it's just going to take a while. Um, having said that, I don't think it will take as long as what people say. I still predict at least 15 goals from this season and he'll no doubt be be um, clashing with someone for the golden boot. But, you know, Man City for me, I think with them, I said it, and it, this is going to nicely take us on to our next conversation. I think they maybe just did, went too far selling, selling Sterling. Um, I don't think that front three is something that really works. I don't think it clicks. I don't think Mares. okay, he had a great season last year. However, they need someone else. Like Mares and Grealish can't do it all in one season. Uh, De Bruyne, he's still a good player. I think he had a bad game on Saturday. Um, but, you know, his legs are clicking on. So I, I think they need to start thinking, right, okay, we've brought Haaland in for this money. We've made money back. We've sold Sterling. We've sold Jesus and Zinchenko, of course, to us. But what's what's the plan if Haaland goes wrong? Like, who are they going to bring in off the bench? I don't think there's enough there anymore. Uh, Grealish, 100 mil, Haaland, 95. I just don't know. I, I, I would be excited as a Liverpool fan more than a City fan at the moment, but that's just me. Um, and I hate saying it. much about their, their new striker other than Haaland. I can't remember. Yeah, Alvarez, him. yeah. They've got Alvarez, but again, he's young. He's going to take time. You can't, ex- you can't put too much pressure on his shoulder. Where did he come from? That's why he's uh, back River Plate, River, River Plate. Plate, yeah. Um, but he does look good. Like he does look good from what I've from what I've read about him and seen. I'll be honest, YouTube clips the most, uh, and I know he's a good player on FIFA. But having said that, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people are the same. I doubt River Plate was a team anyone went to watch. Um, I think last as well, you've got to put it in. Then I think as well, you've got to put it into context. That was only City's third game of preseason. They've only Harland had only played 45 minutes before that game. So yeah. I think you've got to remember that. They're probably two weeks, ten days behind where Liverpool were as well. So I think that's why mm. I'm not trying to get too carried away because we know City traditionally don't tend to start that well because Pep tends to give them a longer break than most other managers. Um, so I think Haaland's going to score goals. That's not that's like he's going to get enough chances in a City team to score plenty of goals. I think you could see on um, on Saturday he was making the runs in behind. I just don't think that City are used to playing penetrating balls in behind the fences very often because. Let's face it, they play against the low block pretty much every single week. So I think it'll just take a bit of time for them to get used to his movements. He's going to have to get he's, used he's, to... He needs to stick him in the bag, though, doesn't he? Like, yeah, even though mm. he's about the lack of service, he had two massive chances at the weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, the one he missed, you but, can't. You can't. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's food and drink for him normally, isn't it? It would mm, normally yeah. be very nice. A bad miss. It just kind of fell perfectly that Nunes had scored in the Haaland when I missed the sitter literally it's minutes later to and it, yeah it was, it was a perfect day for us but let's face it I'm sure City are going to have a lot Jamie Carragher had a good rant didn't he I saw that I thought oh, yeah. you're just <laughs> coming from people was, that have never is... kicked a ball in their life I just thought look let people have their opinions it's going to happen to everyone to be fair there's there's plenty of history of strikers coming over to the Premier flopping when they've been amazing elsewhere so you never know he might not he might not be an amazing signing look at the likes of Shevchenko for Chelsea back in the day 
Yep. It turned out to be a massive flop. You know, there's plenty of strikers. They're all going to have their bad games. Look at Raheem Sterling. Look at Lukaku last season. <laughs> Raheem, Raheem Sterling's one of the most proven players in the Premier League. He went and played for uh, Chelsea against us. We beat them 4-0. And he was the scapegoat straight away. And I just thought every single one of their players looked shambolic. What, what's the deal with him? But um, Chris, I want to bring you in. Transfers. I know you love talking about this. More than uh, some of the others of us on the <laughs> But yeah, tell me about this summer. Obviously, a lot's happened, a lot of money spent. Um, I want to come to you first. What signing has most stood out for you in the Premier League? Oh, that's a good question. I think you a can't lot of say Haaland spent... because Haaland was always coming. No, I think no, Haaland was always coming. I, I, to be honest, Dan, I'm a bit surprised you spent 40 million on the midfielder. Yeah. Um... Oh, the I'm also one. Well. The, the wrong midfielder as well. In my in my opinion, I think we've probably gone a bit too far there with 35 million on Fabio. Look, he looks good. He's young. However, he plays in a position where we have Odegaard and Smith Rowe. I still think we're going to sign a midfielder anyway. I can see that happening. But right now, it's looking like a bit of a bold move, considering if we don't get rid of players quickly, which we are doing, uh, we can't bring a midfielder in. And that will probably be Tillemans. But yeah. I, I'm quite surprised by that myself, to be fair. I'll back you on that. 35 million yeah. on Fabio Vieira did was a surprise because it was not a position we were necessarily not okay in. Um, and right now we have full-backs injured. Tommy Asu, we don't know when he's going to properly return. He is returned to training, but he seems like he's just getting injuries out of nowhere at the moment. Seems to be a curse at Arsenal. As soon as you come to Arsenal, um, you're like a Jack Wilshere, but... Yeah, good shout. Um, and, 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 well, and, and so I was gonna say, there's just so much money. Like it's just, it's just nuts. Like it's like fifty million has become a good base level now. Like in the sense of, you know, you had Martinez join Man United. You know, and um, some players, some teams just aren't getting the players that they want. You know, United are in no position whatsoever for going into the season, which I know we'll talk when we start doing our round robin. You know, Chelsea still chasing targets. You know, are they buying the right players? But then, you know, I think actually Chelsea might have got maybe one of the bargains of the season. With was it thirty-five million for Raheem Sterling? Mm, forty-five, I believe. Yeah, Someone might correct me, but I think yeah. it was forty-five. If it was thirty-five, then Jesus. I'm even more shocked. But even 45 mil is good for Reem Sterling. Uh, we've got a question here from Jack Knight. Thank you for tuning in, mate. Um, do make sure you come over to YouTube. I know you're watching on Twitter and subscribe to the channel. I'll go to Dale with this one and then I'll see if Lee agrees or has any feedback on it. Um, with Mane gone, do you think Liverpool can be as strong going forward? I know the answer to this because I did a tweet the other day and my spin on it was you don't look like you're any weaker. Um, I actually think you look better without him. Not to disrespect him because he's one of my favourite wingers. People will know that if you watched the Eleven show that we did back in the day, he was on my, he was in my front three. Um, but yeah, Dale, what do you think of that um, in terms of Marnie's departure? I'd say on paper right now, today going into the, to the first game, I'd say we look weaker just purely because Darwin's not proven. We don't know. He's still a question mark. But yeah. I think the squad has potential to go on to be better, if that makes sense. So I think right now, I think I don't think we can sit here as a Liverpool fan and say we're stronger with Mane going because let's mm, face yeah, it, he was he played every game. He was hardly ever injured. You know, he always stepped up and scored in big games. So at the minute, I'd say we're slightly weaker, but with the potential come the end of the season, it might be that we're actually saying we're better. But let's hope for the the latter rather than the we're not as strong. Lee, do you echo those thoughts? Um, it's, you're always going to miss a player like Mane and the impact he's had over the years. Um, 
especially sort of like the second half of last season when he switched to centre forward. Um, he was he was unreal. Um, there's no there's no denying that. Um, but I actually think we've we're looking stronger in other areas of the team. I mean, players like Thiago has had his first full season, full pre-season with us since he's been at the club. Yeah. And I think he's, I think he's going to have a massive season for us. Um, he looked so good last year. I think he's going to even be, be even better this year. I mean, he made a mockery of City's midfield the other day. Uh, you've got like players like Trent, who are another year older, more experienced. Um, we already know how good he is. Um, Salah's no, no longer talking about his contract every week. So that's some weight off his shoulders. Um, so, yeah, so we're still... Jota's just signed a new contract. So we're still looking strong. Diaz, obviously, is more settled into English football now. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's weakened us too much, to be honest. Um, and Van Dijk even's had a, it's over, it's a year now since he's over his ACL. So he's going to be stronger. Um, yeah, other areas of the team are looking stronger, despite the fact we've lost Mane. So... And I'm quite excited to see how Carvalho gets on as well. He looks, he looks like a really good young talent. Um, and the same goes for Harvey Elliott as well. It's, it's quite a big season for three of our young boys in Jones, Elliott and Carvalho because they've got to yeah. step up a bit with the sort of... All the fans keep saying we need this we need this midfielder that can do everything. So it's one of these three young lads who've got to step up, really. Yeah, good point you brought that up as well with Carvalho because I was going to ask you, obviously, Chris gave us... I will come back to you, Chris, on transfers because I know we're going to talk about the bad signings and who could flop. Um, but, yeah, obviously, there was a lot of talk with Liverpool and Bellingham. Um, I mean, I think it's been going on for a good 12 months now, at least. All I've read. And I'm, there was certain things on Instagram where, oh, Bellingham liked this post and this, this and that. Everyone thought he was coming. For me, it wasn't a surprise that he didn't. Um, but, Lee... Do you think you can hold off another summer um, to bring someone like him in? Because you mentioned Thiago, obviously, he seems fit now and rare to go. <coughs> you brought Carvalho in. He's, to be honest with me, I don't know much about him. I just know that he looks like he's got good potential. Um, how old is again, Thiago as well? How long, how long, how many? He's 30. Yeah, I'd guess 30. Like, got to be early 30s at least. And 31, Fabi Fabinho's the same age. Must be around the same age, isn't he? Nah, Fabinho's younger. Uh, Henderson's 32. You got Milner still there. He's in his place. okay, yeah. So, so there is room for a young midfielder to sort of step in and gain the oh, limelight. Yeah, because but... you know, you know, Kate is always going to pick up knocks. Uh, Nabby lad, he's he's not going to be uh, he's not going to be starting every game. Um, same as I Harris, love him so much. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely an opportunity there for them for for that route that route through the team from youth to the first team. So. They've, they've got to take it, really. Especially, I think especially Curtis Jones as well. He's had a couple of seasons around the first team now. Um, Harvey Elliott as well. Obviously, he's come really, back off a... Really got yeah, they've, they've, all, they've all clearly got talent. They've just got to step it up before Jude arrives yeah. next summer. Given the number 19 shirt as well. I don't know why. Shirts mean nothing any, uh, like, at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I mean, Look at Man City. Then. Cancelo getting the number seven. I mean, that just shows that everything has just gone completely, you know. Completely out of the water. It's a lost cause. But, um, yeah, I think Harvey Elliott will be getting some, some minutes this season. I think it's a good time for him to step up. And when you get an injury like that, all you want to do is just come back and basically yeah. make a name for yourself. He started um, last season, didn't he, the first couple of games before the injury, and he looked really good. So, 100%. Uh, Dale, do you agree with that? What was your thoughts on Bellingham? Do you think that you, you've got enough in your, in your locker this year with the, um, the options that you've got in the centre? 
Yeah, I think we've got enough. I think when you also look at Ox, I know he's probably going to go in, in next in the next sort of year, twelve months, he'll be gone. Uh, I thought he'd be Kay- gone this summer, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, is he still fucking? I think, I think, is I he, think they're going to. Yeah, he's How injured. Did he get injured about playing. Uh, he's he, only, no, think, no, he pulled his hamstring quite badly when playing. What, walking yeah. his dog. <laughs> <laughs> getting married. Getting married. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think Kate has never really nailed down a, a a place in the team. He always he always comes in, does all right. Then he has two or three games where he just thinks he's a pony. Um, I, I think next season you'll you'll see quite a few changes. I think Klopp's proven over the years that he doesn't do it until it's until he's ready to do it. And I think Milder's going to be gone next summer. Um, Ox will be gone next summer. Potentially Cater. I know he hasn't signed a new deal. I think he's only got 12 or 18 months left on his deal. So potentially that's three that's going to leave. So that frees up the money for Jude. Um, yeah. Dortmund, Dortmund have already said that he's untouchable this summer. So I think you could even see a little deal like we did with Cater where we agree it in sort of December, January time and then he comes um, in, the, in, in the summer. Again, I'm not as excited about Jude Bellingham as maybe other people are. I still think there's a question mark over him. I think if he has another good season, if he has another good season this season with Dortmund, but as we've already said, the German league and the Premier League are two completely different beasts. So he's a great, he's a great young talent. He's a great young talent, and let's see. Well, I, I would take him, but I think it would also benefit him having another year of playing every week. I think so, it'd be yeah. interesting to see if he gets any England time. I think he should he'll play for England. He should, yeah. I think that, that this is the problem as well. I think uh, Calvin Phillips, and this goes on to a comment that I've seen from Ryan Ingle. Big up, mate. Hope you're doing well. Um, I don't think he's going to get much game time at Manchester City, enough for him to be in contention for the World Cup in November, because he's going to be a bench player at, at Manchester City. Let's get it right. Rodri and Bernardo Silva are going nowhere. Um, however, people like Declan Rice and Jude Bellingham, they're going to be playing week in week out um and november's not long let's let's not let's not but yeah the only question mark why he may get um some game time is because southgate seems to just stick with anything Mate, um, southgate's he, already picked that first team to start yeah he's probably so already he got knows, the 11. he knows you could have a good three or four months you ain't gonna you ain't gonna break into it he knows what mm. players are going he knows what system he's going to use and he knows that we're going to get to the quarters and get knocked out that's a, that's that's us but yeah i mean leads would be interesting and this actually goes into the sort of things we've been discussing in the group chat in the last 24 hours and uh guys we do have a thread at the moment on twitter so make sure you do head over there um basically you just gotta um pick your champions your top four your relegated teams your underachievers, overachievers, it's all on the thread. If you just head over on Twitter to at Sideline Talk Pod, um, we're going to be given ours just in a minute. Um, but yeah, Leeds for me, it's a it's an interesting one. They sold Rafinha, they sold Phillips. And it's like, okay, you've got a lot of money in the bank. And they've brought some players in. Um, Tyler Adams, look, he was one that was linked to many, many. Um, I think it was just a season ago. I'm sure Chris probably knows more about him more because he comes, Chris um, seems to know more about the outside of the Premier League than definitely myself. But he's someone you look at, you think, right, you've got big shoes to fill with Phillips. Okay, you've signed him. Sinistera, he's not going to do the job Rafinha did. Let's get it right. Um, so I, I imagine this season, it's, it's sort of a make or break for Jesse Marsh. But I'm, I'll go to you, Lee, um, given that it is our good mate, Ingle. What's your thoughts on Leeds and the business they've done um, and in trying to replace the likes of Rafinha and Phillips. Do you think it's enough? Because obviously the main aim for them this season is going to be 
consistent with what it was last, staying up. Uh, and all he's got to do is try and maybe keep them in a bit of a top of more of a top bit of the bottom half of the table than what they were before. Cause obviously it was neck and neck to the end. Um, but yeah, do you think they've done enough in the window to maybe have a chance and come above the others? Um, I'm probably the worst person you could have asked, mate. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, I, don't really any, I don't really recognise any of the players they've signed. I think they're yeah. obviously clearly Jesse Marsh's players that he wants, um, which is obviously good from the manager's point of view. So he's completely down to him now. If yeah, and I, yeah, I do think their their aim this season is going to be to stay up. I do think they will stay up because I think there is some. I'm going to say lesser quality teams this year that have come up and in my, my personal opinion, I think there's going to be some poor seasons all round from a couple of teams and I think they'll stay up on that basis. Um, I, yeah, I could, whether their new signs are going to be good, I, I have no idea. I've not really heard of them, to be honest. Who, who did you put that, just while you're there, I may as well ask you what, because it's kind of relevant to Lee's discussion. Who did? Who would you predict to be the bottom three? Based on now, see, we can't put it, but based on team quality, I suppose that's all we can really um, say it's, it's off because preseason goes out the water as a Friday and as a Friday night. But who would be your three? You would say are the most likely in trouble. Uh, I think on my little prediction thing, I put Fulham, Forest, and Brentford. And I think Brentford, yep. I think, could be second season syndrome for them. I think Ericsson was obviously a big player for them in the second half of the season. They've lost him. Um, and I, yeah, I just think it's, they've lost the you know the buzz you've got from promotion. Sometimes when you come up, you see a lot of teams have a really good first season and then second season they just kind of go flat. Um not in a forest. They rely too think... much on Tony as well, don't they? I think like they just rely yeah. too much on him all the time. Yeah, but I suppose when you lower down the league you're gonna have a player like that. Um mm. Forest, I think there's too many too many incomings and outgoings. They've pretty much I think it's about signed about twelve new players. Um, we've seen <laughs> yeah, I think they've been in a bit of a role. And they've had to because they had so many loans and stuff last year. Um, mm. I mean, some of the players are quite good that they've signed, to be fair. I'll give them that. Um, Awaniyi, is that how you pronounce it? Chris can... Yeah, and Neko, I'm intrigued to see how Neko Williams does there as well. Um, Jay Lings. <laughs> um, oh, I don't want to talk about him. There's too much, too much changing. Uh, too yeah. much change there. And yeah, Fulham are just a classic yo-yo club, aren't they? So, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, <laughs> Fulham are the. I'm I'm baffled that some of you actually didn't put Fulham in your bottom three. I was quite I was quite surprised, um, especially with you, Chris. You've got to elaborate on Fulham overachieving. You've got to please. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Mitrovic. Mitrovic finally comes good. Really? Yeah. He scored forty goals in the Championship. Then he comes to the Premier yeah. League and doesn't score one. It's just because he's standard. Start, he? Every time they've got promoted, he doesn't start. Yeah, they, they bring someone else in. That makes sense, though. Because I, don't, I don't think he's yeah. equipped to this sort of level. But you honestly believe Fulham are going to overachieve this season? I'd like to know well, what overachieve well, even is. I think for Fulham, overachieve is, is survive comfortably mid-table. Yeah. No chance. I, yeah, I, like, like I, I would say comfortably 15th. There we go. Yeah, don't be involved in the relegation for the, in the last three or four games. I think that's overachieving for Fulham. And who did you have? Who did you have as your bottom three then? Because I mean, someone, uh, someone surprising must be going down. Forest. Uh, Unless you've got the same as Lee. Oh no, it was, it was Forest, um, Bournemouth, and Leeds. Sorry, 
Interesting. I mean, yeah, it's, Leeds are either going to be safe or go down. They're not going to be somewhere comfortable in the table. No, I, th- I think you. T- I think you touched on it really. I think it's you know Tyler Adams is he's a reliable player from Jesse Marsh because Jesse Marsh had him at Leipzig. Um, can he replicate Phillips? Can he? You know, these players given given Leeds survive quite late. You know, these players need to hit the ground running quite you know quite soon. And 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 gel really. You know, Sinestra, um, another interesting player came from Feyenoord. Um, I think he had a good season out in Feyenoord. Um, it's it's just you know do we have the end product for Rafinha? You know Rafinha was very good at creating chances. So again, it, it's about trying to, as you said, then it's about duplicating what's been gone. You know, and I mm. think even then it's like if they were in having issues with those quality players there, it's about are those players good enough to you know take them to to another level? You know, there I was rumours and Bamford um, being back from this season could be quite big because we obviously yeah. saw he had a, he had a massive first season in the Premier when they come. Ma- um, Absolutely. He was, like, he was, I think, got any, did he get an England call up? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But then out. also, you know, they were, they were looking at they were looking at another forward, um, a player called Charles Di Ketelaire. So he's gone to some North North Italian team. I knew uh, you were going to bring that in. I, I knew you were going. I knew you were going to try. Oh, and you, it. you you went there with Leeds. You went there with Leeds. It was Leeds yeah, versus Milan, and uh... I mean, I'm surprised he didn't pick Leeds for the Premier League, like just. Just to get in, but he's still young, isn't he? So he's got plenty of time for that. He, w- um, he wants to play champion. He wants to play Champions League and, and win a Scudetto. <laughs> right, fair enough. And um, I'll go to Dale next. Dale, who are you predicting to be in your bottom fr- um, be in bottom three this season? Obviously, there's lots of. But I mean, there's Everton. We saw what happened with them last season, and we know that they've they've lost Richarlison, who, as much as I don't like him, which we'll find out in a few minutes, he, he's he's important for them. Um, and Southampton as well, I think they could be in trouble. But who would you say is most likely to be in the bottom three based on the business done in the summer and what you saw towards the end of last year? I've gone with the same three, Bournemouth, Forest and Leeds. I think Leeds... Everyone's, everyone's down in Leeds. I, I just think with Leeds... They, they, even when Marsh come in, they still ship so many goals and they give away so many chances. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't see them outscoring other teams. If that makes sense, they haven't got the firepower up front now. They've lost Rafinha, um, Bamford. He does score for them, but he ain't, he's not prolific. I, do, I just don't see how they stay up. I, I just don't. I mean, they they stayed up by the skin of their teeth last season. They've lost their two best players. Like they haven't mm. signed anybody that anyone knows. Worrying they, as well. Be- because they've done a lot of business, like where they've just signed God knows how many players. I don't think just... Leeds will be the worst. I think Leeds will. Oh, okay. will I think they still have Rodrigo. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's... <laughs> he's just so good on FIFA. Shit, <laughs> right. I, I think I think we're all still waiting for Atletico Madrid to, uh, Madrid to turn up. I know it's Valencia. <laughs> sorry, I know it's Valencia. Then they went Atletico. Yeah, we're still waiting for um, the actual Spanish Rodrigo to turn up. Yeah, it was just there's so much. Think, oh, all think... we get at the moment is Roderick. I think Leeds will be in a, in a scrap at the end of the season. They'll be on the last couple of games where, you know, it's going to be the same as last season, I think, for them. Forrest agreed. They've just signed so many players. Um, a lot of their, I mean, we played them in the FA Cup and I know we only beat them 1-0, but they were poor and that was when they were, that was when they were getting promoted. And they've just signed they so are, many They beat Arsenal though, didn't they? Yeah, but that's, yeah, we won't go there with them. Yeah. We're letting him off the start of the season. But I think that I think Forrest it just sometimes you sign too many players. I think Fulham did it, didn't they, one year when they came up, they signed like fifteen players and it just didn't work. 
And Bournemouth haven't signed a single person, so uh, how they stay up, I, I just don't know. With Dominic Solanke leaving the line, it's, you've got no chance. I forgot about him. Forgot they're my three. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, to be honest, I think it is it is chalk and cheese with Leeds that I think they're either going to somehow pull something out. The the problem is is Bamford. I don't see how him leading the line. I agree. I I, I don't see much for them. However, um, for me, Chris, you've gone abroad. Yeah, Chris, what's happened? <laughs> I don't even know how he's done that. Um, but yeah, I think Southampton for me. I think they're in trouble this year. So mine, I've gone with Southampton, Fulham, and look, as much as I like Bournemouth, because, you know, Bournemouth for Bournemouth, you can't, and I think what Scott Parker's done with them has been incredible as well, to be fair, but I just can't see it, them being good enough. As much as I'd like Everton to go down, because I've got a particular friends that I would be messaging constantly, because uh, it. The, the, this is the worst thing I found last season, right? You pay the same amount for an Everton season ticket a week before, regardless of their relegation status. So you get your season ticket and you don't even know what what you're going to be in, whether you're going to be at Luton away or whether you're going to be at Arsenal at home. And I just find that baffling. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think for me, Frank Southampton... The first manager sacked. That's yeah, we should have done that in the in the list, actually. That would have been a good one. But yeah. I think a lot of people would say the same. Lampard, Hassan Holt and Jesse Marsh. I think they're the three that stand out for me. I, don't know. I, I, think, think, I think a lot of people think too, sure. All right, go, go around the room then. Sam, who would you say is the first manager to get sacked? I'd probably say Fat Frank. I think the thing is with Lampard, if they sack him, who'd they get in? I don't think I don't think it benefits them to sack him. What's the point of what bringing I don't, him What for, I don't understand is months. They've just made 60 mil off uh, Richarlison, right? Which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I'm going to put it out there now. Bargain. My worst Bargain. Sign, my worst sign of the season <laughs> is Richarlison. By my, I just don't think... I think him going in, playing in a competitive level with Spurs, because they're going to be fighting for top four, arguably top three, and playing Champions League. It's a different ball game to, to scoring penalties for Everton to save the club. Like, it's... I think it'll be like a fish out of water. I don't think he'll succeed whatsoever. And for 60 not... million, he, a, a lot is going to be expected of him. I keep for telling me, you, anyway. Dan, trust, trust, trust Antonio. Antonio is very good at getting what he needs. But but Kane, the, the thing is Kane, right? He's going to be playing World Cup in November. He's obviously going to be play, starting every week for Tottenham. And as much as they've got depth now, Premier League is what Kane's going to be, is going to be in for. I mean, he's scored, what, above around 15 goals each season for him so he's gonna he's gonna come off world cup he's known for getting injured anyway and then they're gonna have to rely on richarlison or son through the middle so that that ruins the depth straight away um but yeah richarlison for me hideous hideous business from spurs anyway from everton it's, uh, it's a no-brainer and they've all they've done is sign burnley nobodies so sign dwight mcneil and uh, james james tarkowski now he's a flop um, and, and to me, to me, what have they done with that 60 million? Because it they definitely can't spend hasn't it, can they? That's the problem. They can't spend any money because of, they've got themselves in such a financial difficulty that everything they've got this is, for the players this is selling, what I mean. This is to, why they've they been to balance so, the books. The I mean, Ancelotti got out a good time, to be fair, because oh, yeah, losing yeah, Charleston yeah. for 60 mil is, and then the coming end. back with Dwight McNeil was ridiculous. The I Liverpool think, fans on the pod might think otherwise, Dan. 
And yeah, well, I, would love, I, I was I was begging for Everton to get relegated last season because one less it's two less hard games for Liverpool because regardless whether they're crap or they're good, they put up a yeah. fight against us every time we play them. But I just think there's going to be three or four worse teams, and I think Lampard's going to get away with it again. I think he'll just. I think they'll be down there. I don't. I just don't think they'll be. Who, who would your Who would your manager, uh, first manager, be sacked be then? Um, Dale, if it's not if it's not fat Frank, I don't, because... I don't think it's going to be Lampard just because I don't think it benefits them to sack him. Who are they going to bring in? No, it, it's mm. not an attractive proposition for anybody. No one's going to want to go there. They've got no money to spend. They're just going to have to see it out with him. I think if it starts badly, I think Hasselhoff could be gone. Yeah, Southampton. I well, think, I think would... for me, for me, it has it, it's got him written all over because Southampton have actually got a good side, in my opinion, um, compared to the rest of the teams. When you look up Forest, Bournemouth. Leeds, Everton, all the sort of sides that would be down there. What about the top I of think... the table? Are Southampton going to be pushing and fighting with the top of the table? I don't think no, so. No, they about be... managers, managers being sacked. Oh, um... Arteta. Yeah, a lot, people, a, lot have tipped, like, a lot of people have tipped Chelsea to flop this year. And we know how they like yeah. Tuchel, Tuchel, potentially. I, the thing is with Chelsea as well, we like... I know I was saying Sterling's a good signing for 45 million. No doubt about it. But they've got rid of Lukaku. Okay, that's good. You know, uh, they're, they're better off. That's no debate. They're looking to offload Werner. So that's two strikers down. And now I'm seeing them agree in terms for Cucurella. I would be absolutely baffled if I was a Chelsea fan. Okay, we've got no strikers. We're going to bring in the left back. They've got yeah, but the best left back in the league. Them for ages, man. So I wouldn't stress too much. Yeah, no, but strikers. Chelsea. I don't think there are as many strikers out there at the moment. Honestly, I don't think I they're going to play. With, I don't think they're going to play with a striker. They're going to go with Havertz through the middle again, and I just don't think it's enough personally for me. I, I, what they're going to do if he picks up an injury? Play Sterling in the middle? Okay, he can play there. But then who you got out wide? We Charles, had this whatever they call him. We had this conversation earlier, didn't we? And I, I actually tipped Chelsea to finish seventh this year. I think they'll be okay. I think they're going to keep the door shut at the back. I just don't see them scoring enough goals. I think they're going to rely heavily on Sterling to do all their scoring. Um, and I think that they're just going to draw a lot of games. And I think it's going to end up costing them. I think I think they'll finish outside the top six. Unless in the next, you know, what we've got left of the transfer window, six weeks, four weeks, five yeah. weeks, uh, they bring in some, some reinforcements up front. I don't think Pulisic has ever got sort of stamped his authority on it. Ziyech, again, don't get it. Werner, Werner never done it. I think Havertz is the biggest waste of money I've ever seen. Um, He's the best player. <laughs> I, honestly, I think there is a player there. There is a player. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't yeah, see it. He's an eighty-five million Diva Carigi. I don't see it. Every time, every time I watch him, I slate him. But then he scored against Liverpool last year, and it, I had to eat a bit of a humble pie. But I think he's absolute pants. I don't see it. I do not see. I don't see it, but I just I think Chelsea are going to struggle this year unless they make some signings. But if you have your owner who's never owned a football team before doing all your business, I think that that's more of an alarming issue than not signing players. He's he's not messing around either. I mean, he like Kulibaly, great signing um, three years ago. Yeah, three, yeah, that's past. I mean, one, uh, no, I still they, think they, they've they've still. If you look at their centre halves now, they've let Christensen and Rudiger go for free. And they've now got Thiago Silva and Kudibele, who, let's be honest, in three, four years' time, that's going to need re- like a rebuild around it. So, in 12 months' time, Thiago Silva's yeah, 38. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like, what are they going to. I, I, 
I think they've just think, gambled too I, heavily. But think, what was going I, on obviously wasn't helpful the, with them with the whole the, Roman the whole Roman thing. But for the, me, they gambled. They, gam- they gambled on Kunde, and Kunde failed. Good, good. The slander they were giving us over Rafinha, I'm so glad that went pots because they were making out as if Rafinha was the best thing to happen for Arsenal since sliced bread. We didn't even need a winger at the time. We were begging for a striker. Um, and yeah, look, for me, I, I don't think Chelsea would finish seventh. I think that's maybe asking way too much. If that does happen, I'm all ears. Um, but I think they are in, in trouble this season, especially I with... Think, I just think if they're struggling for top four, Tuchel's got to be a candidate for early sacking. Yeah, well, you've got to look at the look at who's going to be in the running for it, right? City and Liverpool, that's a no-brainer. City and Liverpool is a no-brainer that they'll be in the running for it. Um, and then you've got Spurs. So Spurs are going to be going for top four with Champions League as well. They're going to take that seriously. You'll know who, what Antonio Conte is like. And then Man United, the new manager. Um, Dale, know. I want to come back to you, actually. What's your thoughts on Man United this season? Obviously, they've signed um, Martinez. And then... They've got Ericsson, which uh, I don't really know what to make of that. A three-year deal for a... He's got to be, what, 32? Eric, I'm going to get 32. I'm going to look Eric, right now. Ericsson's a good player. Come on, he's a good player. But let's just all hope that Man United's decline carries on for years and years. Because even when Liverpool win now, nothing beats seeing them get beat. It's just, it's just beautiful to see them. You know, growing up in the 90s, when you had to listen to United fans just constantly rule football... And uh, I just like the fact that they're just so depressed at the minute, ain't they? I mean, well, I just how... I don't think they know what they're doing. Like they, they've got Fernandez and Ericsson and Ronaldo. How on earth do you make that them free work? It just it because doesn't hard work beat, hard work beats talent. Then so you mm. can have all the talent that you want, but if you don't work hard, you're not going to win nothing. Look at City. City have the talent and they work hard. Liverpool work hard. I know like, they may not be the most talented squad. They've got talented players, obviously, but maybe you look at it on paper. And you'd say Ericsson, that United Ericsson. have individually better talented players than Liverpool, but they don't work hard enough. So Ericsson's backup, they've lost, they've got rid of Mata and Lingard. They're just filling out their squad with Ericsson, realistically. I think United are going to be solid. I think they'll be fifth. Fifth, maybe sixth, if they would I wouldn't be I don't see them anywhere near the top. Four. How the Even... how the times have changed, eh? United being solid. Being fifth, fifth or sixth. Oh my I god! I think that's the best they can expect. Your hand off for that now as well. They'd probably take that if you gave they them it right would. now. They take fifth. I think. I honestly think they'd have been better off in the Conference League this season. If I'm being completely honest, I think um, they'd have been better off with no Europe at all. Or no Arsenal. Europe at all. Look yeah. At look at, no, but look at Arsenal for example, right? So they've been out of Europe for three or four years, and then they had an opportunity to to, to start again, rebuild. You get yeah, we rid of the that. <laughs> yeah, we that. But what I'm saying is, you, you you now look at Arsenal and you'd say, well, hold on a minute, Arsenal potentially, you'd pretty much get. I think most people are going to would fancy them to be in around top four again. They mm. missed out on it last year by two games, one game here, but here and there. So I, I think United would be better off not being in it at all. Just take a couple yeah. of seasons. No, I agree with that. A break off Europe does does help. Liverpool, but you... Liverpool had it. Liverpool had it. Mm. We didn't. Go, we were finishing seventh and, and eighth under Brendan Rodgers. It, it and then. We rebuilt and then you go again, but they're just too obsessed with the commercial side of things that they feel that they have to be promoting all the time rather than worrying about what's actually happening on the pitch. See, right? There's another team that needs a striker as well. Obviously, so I'm where not going to just tell actually come from when you think about Ronaldo. It. Ronaldo. That's, that's it. it. That's he doesn't want to be there. As long as this goes on, 
he ain't going to hang around, is he? The longer, the more toxic they need, he gets. They, they're, still, they're, still, they're still relying on the likes of Martial and Rashford to step up. And yeah. It's probably not going to happen. Uh, no, I think it's a big season for Sancho at the end of the day. He had, he didn't 100%. Have I was just about to say that. I was just yeah. about to take those words out of your mouth. Sancho's got to do something this year because all eyes are on him. Like yeah. Rashford, yeah. he's not been the same. Was it a shoulder injury he got? I don't know. He had a few, didn't he? He just had a yeah. mess of I think he, he had the injury. He was out for a while and then he came back and he just didn't look the same player. But um, was he, but was he, he was he, was he ever a good player? No, he was, yeah. he was never what, I think, I think the, you I know what it was. I think he's, Alex, I think he, Alex Hunter think he's and FIFA. That was it. Everyone was making out as if Rashford was the Alex Hunter of FIFA, you know, this new, this little young little golden boy um, stepping up. England's next best thing. Um, and then obviously someone who we know, number 11. I'm not going to mention his name because a lot's going on at Man United, but that all went tits up. So they had two promising young strikers. One mm. didn't work out. Rashford's become a complete flop. And now they're relying on Ronaldo to still keep going. There's one went to, to prison, prison, one went to politics. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I didn't want to, I didn't want to say it because I, I know if I bring it up, I know what other things are going to I do think I think well. I think Rashford might thrive under te, uh, Ten Hag though. I think that's yeah, the thing that he likes. He could have a comeback season. You know, I think it, yeah. I think he'll do well under. I think Ten Hag likes to have pacey wingers who get in behind, and I think if Ronaldo does I stay, think, that could work for them. That could be an avenue for them. But I don't I see just, him challenging. Yeah, I think Ronaldo's always going to get you goals if he's still going to be playing. He's always going to get you goals, even if you don't work hard enough. I still think a big worry for them is their defence. Yeah. Maguire's I think there's a lot of talk about the new geezer, um, obviously being five foot nine or whatever it is. You know, yeah, it Martinez. Have you ever known the centre off be that small? I mean, I'd, oh, that would be is a dream come. Fabio Cannavaro. Is he a centre off though? Because a lot of people are saying that he tends to play more as a left back. They've got Shaw and the other new guy as well at left back now, haven't they? So. That Tellez, I think, is going. He's, I yeah, think he's, got, day that he's leaving. Tellez's been rumoured to go back to Porto. Yeah, I think he's going back. Yeah, yeah they've, they've got, got um, Malaysia, haven't they? Mal- so. I can't yeah. say his name. Oh. The guy from is, he another, is he another Dutch uh, exporter? Ten Hag yeah. just seems to sign anyone who's played in the uh, Dutch league, doesn't he? Seems to be his. Uh, it's just, it's just yeah, putting the pieces together. If he's as good as they say he is, then he should be able to put the pieces Listen, together. There's been a lot of good players that have come out of the Dutch league. I mean, Ericsson for one. You know. Yeah. I just, want another, I just want another year of Roy Keane just saying Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> or, De, or, or, or De Gea. He don't like De Gea either, does he? Shocking. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned De Gea. I don't think he's been at that level for ages. I really think he's declined massively over the last couple of years. I think it's hard when you've got the people in front of you. I think you're you're being harsh on Day. I think, for me, if it weren't for him, United, if it weren't for him and Ronaldo, United would be in real big problems this season. I think Um, he got himself together after that City game last year. The City, when they lost 2 0 at home, when City didn't even get out of, don't even even think they even got into first gear City. They were literally just absolutely breeze past them and they had that howler. He seemed seemed like a change player after that. Did you hear? Did you uh, listen to the Dean Henderson interview on Talksport? He said something. Then he came out. Where's he gone now? Someone remind so, me where. So he went gone. To, he's gone to Forest on loan. Oh, there you go. Uh, There's another Forest signing. He's good signing. He's good. Yeah, yeah. Probably, got, the best, probably their best this, business other than this, Nico Williams. This, this sums up Man United. So Dean Henderson was saying on his interview on Talksport that he, when he came back um, 
for the last season that uh, he was promised to be number one and then he got COVID um, and then never got a look in and then Man United wouldn't let him go even though um, who was their manager for who was that geezer who come in what was his name Solskjaer Ragnick Ragnick yeah Ragnick oh, told him Ragnick. that Ragnick told him that he weren't allowed to leave but he weren't going to play that was That's... such a waste of that was such a waste for six months like literally just got a, a caretaker manager in to do some analysis yeah i want to go into these little um individual things that we've speaking of before we wrap up because we've spoken relegation i think top four most of us have got the right idea um i think city liverpool are definitely going to be up there chelsea okay other than dale i'd say we'd all put in um but <laughs> for me I think Arsenal and Spurs, if anyone, it's going to be them above above Chelsea, to be honest. I don't think Man United are going to be up there. I completely agree with Dale. I think they'll be lucky to get fifth or sixth. Um, and that's if people like Cristiano and De Gea live up to, to what they did last season. But I want to get everyone's overachievers. Chris, you, you gave me yours. I weren't impressed with it. Um, Sam, let's see if you've got any better, any better goods. Who do you think could overachieve this season? And just for I the record, I put Forest. I, I am allowed to say, well, okay, elaborate. I put, well, I just think that you know, I think that they're going to be written okay, off. Forest are expected to probably go down, I'd say, or be 16th, 17th. So, what's yeah, overachieving? I, mean, I, I just I just have a feeling about them. You know, they had that good little cut run, didn't they, as well, last year. So, I, I just think that there is a team there. Interesting. Right. We'll come back to this, by the way. We are going to come back to this in December after the World Cup, um, before the season re-begins. And Dale, it's what about you? My overachievers were Villa. I like Villa. I think, they've yeah. got a lot go- I think they've got a lot going. I think they've got one of the top five goalkeepers in the league. I think Cash and Digne are solid fullbacks. I think Diego Carlos, who they've signed at centre-half to replace Tyrone, um, him alongside Consor, I think, solid if, if it works. Uh, Kamara from uh, Marseille is a good young French international. Mm. Um, you've put, got Douglas Luiz, you've got McGinn, you've got Jacob Ramsey, you've got Coutinho. So as a midfield, they're strong. And then up front, you've got proven Premier League goal scorers in Ollie Watkins and, and um, Danny Ings. So I, th- I think I think Villa could, could snatch sixth this year. Very interesting. I mean, that is definitely overachieving. I think for me, they're probably looking at it right, eighth or ninth. I'd say if you no, look at all the squads. I think I think if they start well, I think they're obviously going to they're going to have a little blip and injuries and stuff like that. I think if they keep everyone fit and they get the rubber the green. I, I think, think what might work for them, might, what might work well for them as well, is that um, a lot of teams when they have the World Cup break, a lot of their players will be coming back and going straight to football. They don't have too many, do they? Danny Ings and um, Ollie Watkins, obviously, they're not going to get a look in. And yeah, someone remind think... me, is Scott, uh, Scotland in the World Cup? No, uh, no, I don't think they are. Do, do, you know got, do you know what'd be great if they'd actually, and this would really test everyone, if you know, like in rugby, like when the internationals are on, the club, the, the club continue. That would have been that would have been funny just to see, well, you know, while your internationals away, so you all know, the clubs, all the clubs that are not involved just carry on playing and then on oh, now i would i would hate that because you wouldn't like to know what's going on in the background you wouldn't be able to concentrate you'd yeah, be finishing the game on the 90 minute checking your phone what's going on you're like proper old school um lee you're overachievers mate uh yeah i've gone for newcastle probably a lot of people's overachievers this season i'd say based on just how well they've done towards the end um 
They went yeah, on like I, a was wasn't it an eleven game unbeaten run or something stupid? Yeah, or I think second half of the season. If you looked at a league table, the second half of the season last last year, they would have been like third. Um, mm. I think they got Callum Wilson back. That's a bit of an upgrade on Chris Wood. Um, <laughs> obviously, they got that matters. They got Bruno I mean, in the middle, Dylan Bruno. I've got a, di- I've got a dislocated uh, knee, yeah, and I'm going to upgrade get, on Chris Woods. <laughs> if they get Madison for 50 mil, that's a class signing for for their level. So, mm. I mean, considering he was linked with you boys last year, um, I just don't see them letting him go for that. Uh, I, f- I feel like Newcastle are going to keep up in their bid till they get him. Yeah, that's the thing. They, they've got the Saudi bank, haven't they? Like they, yeah. they can just try um, whatever. I don't think and he started really well there. So I just I think they're gonna I think they'll be the best kind of best for the rest. I think I think they could I think they could top West Ham and Villa. Um I think it'll be between them and United about who comes outside the top five. Do you remember when when City first got it and like you know 120 million you could buy like six players? Newcastle 120 million buys you two and a half. Uh, well, they bought, uh, they bought, was it, Botman and uh, Nick yeah. Pope. Pretty, pretty decent signings. Yeah, good defender. But I'll tell you what, Burnley are in trouble down in the Championship, haven't they? They've, got, they've lost their best defender, best ki- their quality keeper, Nick Pope, um, and Dwight McNeil. I don't... Hey? have to get a company to get his kit on. Yeah, is, um, is Maxwell Cornet still at Burnley, just while we are on that subject? Did you hear the funny story about Cornet? So at the end of la- at the end of last season, he he rang his agent and said, "Right, I'm going back to um to where did he come from, Leon." And yeah. he went, his agent went, "No, no, you signed a permanent deal." He went, "No, I'm on loan." He went, "No, you're you're there permanently." <laughs> he didn't know he would sign permanently. He thought he was on loan. How can you not know that you've signed a permanent deal at Burnley? That'd be the first thing I ask. Is it? Yeah, permanent? I mean, the translation can't be that bad, surely. But Unreal. I've gone with Crystal Palace for overachieving. I just think. For me, Vieira seems to have got something going on there. Um, losing Gallagher is obviously going to take a bit of an effect, but I still think they've gotten a right squad. Um, and yeah, uh, and guarantee three on. guarantee three points to them on opening day. Oh, someone has to say <laughs> it. I'm hopefully, hopefully, I'm um, swallowing my words come Friday night because obviously they've got us first game of the season. Uh, this has probably been the first show where we've not spoken much about Arsenal. I've actually quite enjoyed it. Hopefully, next time we're talking about him, it's a big win. Um, but yeah, even more interesting underachievers. Sam, I'll go to you, mate. Um, who do you expect to do worse than what's expected of them? I find I feel like this is the hard one, really, because you just look absolutely pants if you get it horrifically wrong. But like, I, I could say Tottenham and then they go and finish above Arsenal, but I'm not going to do that. It's funny you should say that because I actually picked Tottenham because they always talk. I know <laughs> oh, you did, that's what I said. <laughs> Literally, they've, don't get me wrong. I think they've got a fantastic squad, and I think they've got a manager to, to prove everybody wrong. But end of the day, they're not going to. I genuinely do not think they're going to do anything this season. Interesting. Okay. I mean, for me, the one thing I'll say is I'll go back to what I said about Richarlison. I don't think many of their transfers have been Champions League worthy. Basuma at, at a push. Um, Perisic, he's got experience and he seems like a leader. I just don't think it's enough. Um, you know, you're going into a Champions League and to play fight for top four as well. It's not easy. Uh, and, and I'm not discrediting the, other, the rest of the team they've got because I think they've got a good squad. But the options they have aside of that, I don't know if it's enough to, to compete at that level. Um, Dale, who would you say is going to underachieve this season? Uh, for me, I feel like there's barriers here because we could think something differently. I'm going to gonna, 
I'm going to go Chelsea. I, I, I think underachieving for them is outside the top four. Yeah, 100%. I think, they're, I think they're going to be well outside it. I, I actually think United might finish above Chelsea. I, I could be terribly wrong, and I know Tuchel's a good manager, and I know that they've got a lot of good defensive players. I just don't. I, as it stands today, I just worry that they're not going to they're not going to score enough goals. I, I can't see where the goals come from. Um, they lacked goals last year, which cost them. I mean, end of the season there was. I mean, if that season went on for another five games, Chelsea might have finished outside the top four. They got there by, you know, a Rizzler paper in the end. So I, I, I just, I just, I just worry about Chelsea. I know that it's it's a little bit. People might think, oh, yeah, they're fine, but I just think there's maybe three or four teams that are going to catch them, Fair unless enough. they, unless they, unless they do something major in the next. In the next weeks. couple of weeks, yeah. I mean, it's not long. It's just the end of August. Clock is ticking. Kingman Kingham. Uh, yeah, I've gone for United. Uh, but that's probably just... It's quite make... interesting that for underachieving, well, literally at the fair, moment, everyone's got, got top any four teams. Yeah, but to be mm. fair, they've got a new manager and a new manager comes with expectations. Yeah, and Ten Hag, um, they're, they're going to have an expectation of... Yeah, but I'm sitting here thinking they could be like three expectation. or four teams I could choose here like Everton I think you're going to be back down there I've, I have a feeling West Ham might underachieve as well no one's really talking about them nah, Skamaka is going to deliver for them I reckon yeah yeah. You say that, as, as everyone's saying about teams like Newcastle Villa stuff like that overachieving they've got a leapfrog someone yeah that's true I mean for me though Everton I think are expected to be down West there Ham, season. West Ham would, would be challenged with the Champions League based on their last two seasons they want to be on another Europa League run and if you've got other mm. teams all these overachieving teams you're talking about challenging for top six where are West Ham going to fit yeah you're they're, they're going to they'll they're probably be the team to fall behind they're going to win the yeah. Conference League there you go <laughs> if West if West, if West Ham let's just if West Ham finished eighth is that un, is that underachieving for West Ham no, because yeah, I, I think that I, no. Yeah. For me, I, I don't I think that it is because yeah. I, th- I, I they think finished last season. Seven. Seven. I think they've overachieved the last two seasons though. So I think eighth yeah. is kind of realistic. Yeah, where you, honest, where, you you it, where you've done it two seasons in a row, because that's consistency. So if you're going okay, below, yeah. actually going with that, going with that, mine's Leicester, and I'm going to say that they're underachieving yeah. this season. Yeah, and that kind of that kind of falls off that because Leicester have what finished in the top eight for the last I'd say at least three four seasons years. yeah yeah like, well they well, they won it in 2015 and then I think there was one season where they finished 10th or 11th and then other than that they've been up there um but yes yeah, Michael's going um I'm not sure if that's probably going to be announced by the time we get off this uh, pod to be honest and then Madison or Tillemans they're going to lose one of them hopefully not both uh, there's rumors of Fafana going as well yeah, yeah Fafana, Chelsea, I mean, well, they're gonna, they're gonna lose game. some key players and 85 will... million for Fafana. 85 they're... million, yeah, that's, no, that's the rumor. Fucking he's not even he is, he is young to be fair, he's young, he's good, but is he, French? is he French for Fafana, by the way? Yeah, he's French, yeah, yeah. That, that that deal alone will fund uh, Leicester City's replacements for all players listed there. No, but the thing is, his replacement, how are you going to replace? Players like Madison and Tillman so so easily. I don't yeah. think you can. Um, don't get me wrong. Harvey Barnes, great player. Ian Acho, anyone that's watched the show know what I've got to say about him. Like, I think he's great to have off the bench. But if they lose Madison or T- Tillman, especially both, 
and Schmeichel. It's just going to be a long, long season for them. Vardy's legs are, are close to being hang up. Um, but yeah, I've just looked at the time and we've been on for a very long. So what we're going to do is we're going to hold the conversation on our... Um, Should we just go through Can do. Do just you know really yours? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've got them next to me. Okay, I've got yours in front of me anyway, but we'll go next to the golden boot. I think this one should be quite quick because it's either going to be, for me, I don't see how Salah can't be in there um, because of based on the fact he's just signed a new deal. He's raring to go and he was last season's golden boot, obviously. But based on the fact he wins every year. And he wins it here most years. Mine's Mo Salah. Who hasn't got Salah? And then I'll sort of go to them because they can put a spin on. Okay, go on, Chris. Harry Kane. Oh, there has to be one. Um, but uh, but the, the, re- the reason I think Salah is because I think Nunez will actually, because Nunez will create a different avenue of attack for Liverpool, we might see Salah's number drop a little bit. So there was logic to my madness. Um, but I also think because Kane's going to be playing Champions League, he'll be rested more. So he won't have as much game time in the league. Um, and I think he's going to get injured anyway. I don't wish it on anyone, but I, I generally think Kane's going to have some time out this season. Because it's too much, too much in one go. World Cup and then Champions League and Premier League straight after. It's just going to be madness for him, but and something he's not used to. Um, okay, fair enough. Dale and Sam and Lee all had Salah. Was I right in that thinking? Yeah. yeah man. Okay. Um, oh, this could be an interesting one. Young talent. I've gone with Saliba. My man. See. I, I, I think. There was an. I, I watch a lot of AFTV, and I think that they. Uh, they sing Don't ever praises. admit that. Don't ever no, no, admit no, no. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, w- I watch it when they lose because it's brilliant. It's comedy gold. But no, they they go on about Saliba, so I've kind of had a little a little eye on him. And to be fair to him, he does look a good player. Um, and yeah, I think he could be he could be the the, the defender we're all talking about. I disagree yeah. about Saliba. I think there's been way too much hype about him, and he's going to be a massive flop. Nah. Oh, okay. Everyone's talking league. about him like he's the next Van Dyke. Fucking do me a favour. He ain't played a game yet. <laughs> Who on earth has said he's the next Van Dyke? Who he's played, he's played, pretty much all, he's played all of our pre-season friendlies, you mug, pretty much. Lee, yeah, find, me some, find me someone that said Saliba is the next Van Dyke. I guarantee you. Oh, no easy. Just search it on Twitter, mate. It'll be everywhere. No, Saliba does look good. I think the good thing for Ben White is that he's going to have the option to play on the right flank. Uh, which will work beneficial for him because Libra's going to be in contention. I think Ben White's going to be shoved out there because fucking to, Tommy Asu's going to spend too much time on the treatment table. <laughs> well, yeah, that as well. Um, but yeah, I think Saliba and Gabriel could happen um, a lot quicker than what people expect. People knew that Saliba was going to come in and be a good competition, but I think it's going to happen a lot quicker. I, I give it five games in. He'll start against Palace and if he keeps delivering, you can't drop him, you know, don't think what he's broken. Um, Sam, you had Saliba as well, didn't you? No, I didn't actually. He's um, oh. one of my other answers to something else, but I had just young talent as Saka because I thought he finished the season really well. Pre-season looked good as well, so that's who I went with. Solid it's a very yeah. Arsenal-based answers, I know, but I just say it how I see it. I watch Vice a lot of Arsenal always... compared to everyone, isn't it? So. Good lad, good lad. Um, and Lee? Yeah, I had Jacob Ramsey. He was my second him. choice. Yeah, I really liked him last year. And um, I don't know, I just think under Gerard, he's just going to mould him into this like all action midfielder. He's going to be a bollocks. And I, hopefully, he'll keep progressing and getting the England team. Yeah, he's, I definitely, like he's definitely got the potential there. He look, I think he looks class. 
I think the thing is as well, he plays he plays as like a different midfielder to he's not he's not like a rice. I think he's yeah, he is like I think he brings something different to the table to the other England midfielders. That's why I think he might get an easier way in. Um but yeah, there's a lot of competition there, so who knows? Like Jared Bowen, he couldn't even get an England squad at the moment and look at the season he had just coming off. Um Chris, going to you. Short and sweet, Dejan Kuzewski walked for six months after signing. What is it with you and what is it with you and Tottenham? Nothing. Just uh, I'm, I'm just backing my. I think that's a good choice. To be fair, I think he had a very good end end to the season last year. No, he did. He did. Yeah, and he, I mean they sold Bergwijn as well, didn't they? So yeah. I think on that right wing, Kuzewski is going to be as long as he's fit, he's going to be there every game. Lucas Moore is good, but that he. he Kulusevski just looks like he's unstoppable when he's having, when he's in good form and that if it's anything game. like yeah, yeah that was that was, I remember watching that in the pub I was so angry um, but yeah my young talent was actually going to be Saliba I, I I tried it not being Saliba because I don't want to seem too biased as the best signing I've obviously put a, a specific someone but I think I'll appreciate what you want off, off pre-season yeah. i just think he's looked absolutely brilliant i think he's came in and there's been you know he's had to get the job done quickly because gabriel and ben white had good seasons last year but yeah he looks great off pre-season no I not there's been be no uh phil foden shouts yeah foden would have been my other one but i think foden's at the level now where not, i know what not, to expect yeah i know what to expect well i'm not now, surprised right? by him anymore like yeah. i think foden's I've seen him for England. I've seen him for City multiple times. I know what to expect from Foden. Saliba, I'm still adapting to his game and learning what he's actually capable of. Um, yeah, the next one is... Uh, I thing is, with one to watch, I don't know how this works. Because for me, it's like, is it someone that's... It's a bit like a... It's a bit like, a, is it someone that's good that's going to be I th- like? I yeah. think I think it's going to be a player that everyone, no matter who you support, likes. I think that's pretty much yeah. the one to watch. I think that's the way you, that you describe. It's quite it. A player you Re- like watching, who's just going to f- be fucking class. Okay, oh, Lee, I'll start with you actually. Jesus. Yeah, that's why I questioned it, Sam, because I saw yours and I thought, hmm. Like, I thought it's who we're excited to watch. Like that's what me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no matter who you support, you enjoy watching them. That's that's. The um, yeah, yeah, Lee. Go with yours, mate. Um, I've, yeah, I, I, can I, see I was yours pretty biased and stuck with a Liverpool player. I was actually torn between two Liverpool players, to be fair. My, set, my second my second choice is going to be Thiago because of what I said earlier. I just think he's going to be... I just He's one of those players... He's one of those players I just love watching him strike the ball around. Uh, but yeah, I actually went for... I actually went for Luis Diaz. Um, yeah, every time he gets the ball, it's like... It's fucking electric. It just terrifies defences. Um... Yeah, it's going to be massive. He's going to be massive this season. Keeps getting out of these ridiculous first touches every game. It's like fucking. He's like the Colombian Ronaldinho down there. Oh my god! <laughs> I think yeah, I think he's just going to be every game. He's going that's to be going on, that's going on TikTok tomorrow. <laughs> <Colombian> <laughs> he's, every game. He's, I feel like he's going to do something. That Colombian Ronaldinho. Oh. I mean. Talk about putting weight on his shoulders, but we'll go this oh, way around this time. Um, <laughs> Chris, um, who's your one to watch this season? I can't remember what I said when we were talking and about it, so I'm, I'm going to make... Uh, I'm gonna make... If you say a Tottenham player, I'm kicking you off no. the stream. And I'm probably no going to say something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, do you know what? Because I've been raving about him ever since he signed, so I'm going to make one up on the hoof here. I'm going to go Skamaka. 
because I, I I think he's a, I think he's an absolute um, talent. You know, came from Sassuolo, young. I like about him as well, he's so tall and he's so quick. Like he just possesses yeah. everything. And you know, if you watch like watching his, his goals for Sassuolo, he's his positioning. Like he drops a he he drops deep, but then he's he's very quick to move between the defenders and and try and get on the end of it, any crosses or anything like that. So uh, do you know what like. I think West Ham have been crying out for a, um, a, a really good alternative to Antonio, and I think yes, yeah, Skamaka can, can fill that void. Yeah, I think he'll he'll probably start if he go. I mean, Antonio is mm-hmm. going to need some sort of Antonio will be injured well. at one yeah, point. In, that's exactly what I was just about to say. He'll be injured within probably the space of two months. He's getting old now. Uh, Dale, mate, you'll want to watch. I'm saying, I think he looks good. I think he's going to be a little live wire. I think we're all going to enjoy um, enjoy watching him. But I also I really enjoy watching Sat Maximan as well at Newcastle. I think he's a, a great show. I think he's a really good player. He, he always excites me, even though he's a bit off the cuff and he's a little bit. He just he just reminds me of like a kid playing in the street, just loving football and don't care about tactics, don't care about you know instructions. Just give me the ball and let me run at people. But yeah, they'd be my so Gucci headbands. Yeah, that's it. And he's got he's got a weird haircut, and he's just he's just off the cuff. I love him. I think he's great. He's, he's a player. He's a player He's a player that I like, but I would not want him playing for for Liverpool. Put it that way. He just would just be too erratic for me. But yeah, I do enjoy watching him. But him and Alvarez, I think Alvarez looks good. He looked good against us the other day, and I think he could be one that might go under the radar a little bit. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And um, Mildog, who have you got for your? You're one to watch. I don't know if you want to... Did you not have Darwin Nunes before? No, I did. Then everyone got on my back, so I had to change it because everyone was like, you lot were all like... I think the thing thing is for me... Yeah, however you want, but the thing is for me, when you spend... What was spent? 75 million, was it, if I'm I'm correct, Leon Dale? 60 up front and then it uh, adds on 80 or so. Football's a game of opinion, lads. If Miller wants to pick Nunes, they could pick Nunes. Well, yeah, it but... turns out I didn't pick him in the end. <laughs> so, funny that, but yeah, I put um, I put Saliba because I was excited to see see him see what he's about. We should have made a rule: you can't pick your own team. I think we we dropped the ball there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you though. I, I'll be honest with you though. Even if I didn't support Arsenal, I generally would have Saliba would definitely be at least young talent or one to watch. We're going to have to save him just in case he doesn't flop. Okay. Um, and my one to watch, actually... Uh, if you say Saliba, I'm kicking off the screen. Because I've changed my mind twice. I think it's going to be Foden. I didn't have him for my young talent, so I'll have him for my one to watch. Uh, I think I think Foden's going to get a lot of games this season. Um, I think Grealish is going to flop again. Um, and I think Foden's going to be the main man. KDB... Can't see him having a good year again, to be honest. Wouldn't surprise me if he gets injured. Um, but yeah, I think Foden's going to sort of be the... He's going to be the man standing out in the City team and hopefully... Well, I say hopefully, I, I couldn't care less. Um, helping him like, get into shape. having KDB a good year again? No, I think he'll get injured. He was class last year. No, I think he'll get injured this year. All right. No, I just, I'm not. I'm not even basing it off Saturday. I'm not even basing it off Saturday. I just can't see him having another. I think City are going to struggle with the way they're playing this season. Honestly, I think they need some, they need to change their system very very quickly because I think they've been too used to the system they use. And having Foden or Grealish as a number nine is very different to Haaland. But then, yeah, I then, think 
then mm-hmm. you do know who their manager is, don't you? Yeah, Pep. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm not saying they're going to finish second. I just don't think KDB will stand out as, as much as what he has been in the last few years. That's all. Could be wrong. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have KDB as my one to watch anyway, to be fair, because, no, you know, he is, he's very consistent across the years he's had. So he's not one to watch. He's one that we already know about. Um, but best signing. Finally, we get to talk about Arsenal. Come I'd say on. best and worst. We rattle them both off at the same time. Yeah, well, mine's yeah. Jesus, and I've already said my <laughs> my worst, Richarlison. I think that's fairly obvious. I'm the same um, as you, then, to be fair. I've, I've went for them, yeah. too. See, it can't be seen as biased because Lee's Liverpool. He's got absolutely nothing to do with Arsenal or Spurs. So, obviously... I... I I, I went Jesus for my best signing as well. I think he, I think he could be the difference for Arsenal this year. My worst signing is is Lingard. I just think the geezer is the most <laughs> overrated. I think he's the most overrated player I've ever seen. Oh, ever. A great shout out, Jesus. Lingard. I think he's going to stink the place out of Forest. It's all. He's, he's come good, he'll come. He'll come good. He'll come good at Forest. He's, so he's, he's done a lot of wedge as well for Forest. Yeah, I think he's going to absolutely stink the place out. You can't insult young talent like that. <laughs> he's, a, he's about 30 now, isn't he? Yeah, he should have been a good one. He's a wonder kid there. If he plays for United, I've got half a chance. Well, I have yeah. seen his TikToks, mate. <laughs> um, I, the good <laughs> thing is we're, yeah. we're, we've got four out, of, four out of five with Jesus. Here we go. Can Chris spoil it? Oh, oh no, I'll go Alvarez my best because 18 million for Alvarez is a snip. And then I've gone with Martinez, uh, the centre back for United, as the worst because. Yeah. That's interesting. Fifty-two. It's fifty-two million. I think you know you're spending fifty million on centre back. I just, I just, I think United are going to struggle. Well, mm. if, if their last, if their last big money centre back's anything to go by, then he's going to be, he's going to have a tough time, ain't he? Yeah. I can't wait. Slap it in Martinez. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, Little, United, game, bring on United. Martinez line up together. Oh, it's going to be like the Driscoll brothers. Um but yeah, to be fair, I think that wraps up all the um all the ideas and the champions. That was the last but not least. Um but can I put my worst in quickly just to get it out there? Oh sorry, yeah, go on, Sam. I thought yours was Richarlison. No, 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 no. no. Dreadful take this one from Miller. No, no, no. no. I put obviously everyone knows who I put for the best, so I'm not gonna say anything on that. Um and then I put Ivan Perisic as the worst. He's on a free. Yeah, I just think he, I just don't. I just think he's old and he's not going to bring much. I think I think he's, he's so overhyped. He's going to pick thought, one I in thought, the Barbie. I Ben was going to pick Fraser Forster. Yeah. <laughs> I, the way I see it, I don't see how a free transfer can realistically be a bad sign. Um, although it happened with William at Arsenal, it's got to be pretty bad. Um, it's got to be pretty bad for it to work out not in your favour. Um, whereas sixty million for Richardson. He ain't gonna live up to that. There is no chance whatsoever. Um, can we yeah. clip that? Can we clip that up when Richarlison wins the North London derby? First, wins the Golden Boot. Yeah, well, we, we haven't got to clip it. If that when happened, it, if either of those things happen, then his channel we, is gone. Then, no, no. Let, let's just then if if Richarlison wins scores against the Arsenal and wins them a North London he's derby, he's gonna be chucking white flares you, for the crowd. You got to do a show in a Spurs shirt. That's not happening. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that's, that's that's, that's I'm sorry, but it's just not happening. Spurs background. Yeah, Spurs background. What about a Brazilian shirt with Richarlison right, on the back? Spurs background. I'm not wearing a shirt. 
There's got to be consequences oh. to this. Yeah, I'll get the, I've, I've got a green. Oh. I've got a green screen right in front of me. I'll whack it up and I'll put a Spurs logo in the background. I'll, I'll, I'll do the same. Show. I'll do the same if Havertz wins the Golden Boot. All <laughs> <laughs> scores is Liverpool. There you go. All scores all against scores Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, if he so scores against Liverpool, I, I, I'll do a show. I'll do a show in a Chelsea shirt. Geezer's absolute pants. Dale, you could have really lived to regret that one. I think <laughs> um, <laughs> you will, mate. Do you know what I've said about No, 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 no. I wouldn't have right. said that. I'm pretty sure he's their set piece taker as well now. So he scored against us once. He won't do it again. Clip that we'll up. That'll be, we'll... that'll be played again in a few months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you might be doing it sooner than you realise. But guys, make sure you do head over to our Twitter and give us your takes on it. We want to hear your worst signings, your underachievers, your overachievers. Um, it's all on um, our Twitter. You can find it on our profile. But yeah, let us know because it'll be good to hear your thoughts and then we'll come back to it in December to see if any of us worked out well. I'm sure some of us at least will be swallowing and choking on humble pie. But it is good to be back. Um, we hope you've enjoyed. I know some of you have been tuning in on YouTube. Not sure what's happened with the comments, but I see things happening. Anyway, thank you for tuning in and we're going to be back next week. Hope you all have a good weekend. Love to you all. Bye for now. <laughs>